Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. holidays. And no matter what you celebrate, you might know a little song that comes out at this time of year about Santa coming to town and making a list. He's checking it twice to find out if you're naughty or nice. So are you naughty or are you nice? I kind of chuckle when I replay those lyrics thinking about the context, but honestly, I think a better question is, how are you defining both naughty and nice? Because usually there are different associations with those words to describe someone. I mean, naughty is an interesting word if you think about it. It was used more commonly in the past in reference to kids actually engaging in bad behavior. In fact, I don't know if you know this, that word is even banned in some preschools today. So of course, that word has a negative connotation. And If that is how you think of naughtiness, that is something you should never do. Then, of course, you would conclude that being nice is way better. But what if I were to tell you that being naughty is nice and can be very important life skill without feeling shame around it? It is all about your perception of it. I want to share with you two very different scenarios with two different women around this and how it relates to your love life. One ended up hiring me because she was not successful in relationships and she could not find love. The other is a friend of mine who is happily married. So I want you to listen to these two scenarios and I want you to guess which one I worked with and which one was my friend. So the first woman, we'll call her Mary, she grew up in a picture-perfect household. Her parents were happily married, and they all lived in a nice house with a wealthy community. She had a ton of friends growing up. She was really active in school and cheerleading. She was president of her class, very involved in social events. And she was raised in a family in which nice was the only option. I mean, you had to be a nice girl. Nice was smiling. It was behaving, complying, agreeing, and cooperating in every way. Being the peacemaker, not making waves, and always striving to do better. In other words, to be perfect. So naughty was pouting, dissension, talking back, which meant expressing her feelings and questioning parental authority. Naughty was never acceptable at any time of the year. So she carried on that way her entire life. So fast forward, she now has a great career and she has a great social life. Okay, so that was woman number one, Mary. The second woman, I'll call her Sarah, grew up in a very different household. Her parents claimed to be happily married too. However, Sarah saw them argue a lot. Um, When her mom was angry, she would express it and get it out on the table. When her father was sad, he would openly express it. And when she was little, she remembers her parents supporting the expression of her feelings when kids would bully her. So you see, Sarah had some learning disabilities and she was overweight. So she learned how to cope with her differences. And at some points, she remembers discovering being naughty as a teenager during her rebellion years. So she would play tricks on her brother. She would skip school sometimes and even go out with the bad boys. And when I asked 
her, how her parents reacted to her naughtiness. She remembers them being there for her to help her through the lessons, but also allowed her to fail and feel the consequences. So she learned healthy ways to test boundaries and discover herself on her own. She never had the feeling that she had to be perfect. And today she's comfortable in her skin. She expresses her feelings and desires. She sets boundaries appropriately with people when she feels disrespected or even drained. So can you guess which was the client and which was my happily married friend? Well, I did give you some clues. (laughs) So you probably picked up on it in the end, but yes. So the first one, Mary... The one who had the so-called perfect life was the one who became my client. And my friend Sarah is happily married. So what was the difference? So, Because when you hear the different backgrounds, one may think that Mary would end up being okay and in the happily married one because she was so nice in this great, perfect household. But the truth was that Mary spent so much time bending over backwards, people-pleasing, doing what others wanted of her, and she wasn't allowed to express any negative feelings whatsoever, that she never learned to really kind of emancipate herself, test boundaries, fall down. She wasn't really fulfilling her needs, so she was having a hard time forming reciprocal relationships that served her. And she only would get involved into relationships where she felt depleted. She felt resentful. Now, on the other hand, Sarah was allowed to be a little naughty. She was allowed to test the waters and learn how to express herself and get her needs met. She was able to take risks. She was able to break rules, go into the unknown and explore. And by doing that, it allowed her to work through obstacles, become more flexible and resilient when it came to dating. So she didn't put too much pressure or expectation around finding that perfect partner. And she didn't let rejection injure her self-worth. Now, Now, these things are really important and actually encapsulates a lot of the things that I've been teaching you on this podcast, but it's a good time of year to assess these things because you see, sometimes you have to be a little naughty and not so nice. This is important because if you don't learn to take risks, learn from your mistakes and test the boundaries with dating, You'll attract lopsided relationships or you'll be paralyzed in fear of failure because you'll never meet your unrealistic expectations. I know what you're thinking because I always do. (laughs) I, well, you know, Kim, I'm not going to compromise my morals or do something nasty just so that I can fail or fall down and get in trouble and learn this stuff. But, you know, what I want to say about that, of course, naughtiness can go too far. It's not what I'm saying. It's not about being, you know, just over the top, right? Being a little naughty is about, you know, breaking out of the hamster wheel, expressing yourself and not taking yourself too seriously so that you can create opportunity to find real love, not love that's fabricated based on what others want for you. But how, right? So how do you create this little naughtiness in your life? So I want to go over the five ways of being naughty instead of nice. So eat your heart out, Santa. All right, here we go. (laughs) Number one, just say no 
you have a choice. Yes, you can be really naughty and say no. This is also the case when it comes to pleasing people. If you know that helping someone will cause you more aggravation due to abandoning your own tasks, you need to know that you can say no. You do not always need to say yes to everybody. You have a choice to pick and choose what you do and what you dedicate your time to. Your spare time is exactly that, yours, and you can do what you want with it. Once you realize that, you have a choice to do what you need to do with your time. It's going to be easier to see what you can say yes to and what you might need to say no to. Um, There was someone I worked with a while back, and she um, had this it was a male friend. It wasn't a romantic interest, but she was growing more and more resentful over this male friend because he constantly was asking her for quick favors. And it was always last minute, really sucked up her time and energy. And moreover, and this is the most important thing, she was getting nothing in return. But I had to have a heart to heart with her. I said, look, this is on you. I mean, he's the way he is and he's taking advantage of you because you're allowing that to happen. You're not saying no. And one day he asked her last minute to come help him with his car. Okay. It died after work. And and he literally asked her to drop everything and just to come over. And he did not live very close. So she was going to have to truck all across the town, you know, in traffic and then not do what she wanted to do after work. So I actually had her practice saying no in a way that he could hear that was, you know, firm, but also nice because you can be firm and nice, by the way, just so you know that. Um, So she actually said no and that she was just not able to get there. And at first she felt really guilty. But then she said, you know what, Kim, I was so liberated because then I had time to do what I wanted to do. And, you know, she then worked on training him after that point that, you know, how she wanted to be treated, set boundaries with him. And guess what? He responded beautifully. He really, you know, took to her cues. He stopped taking advantage of her. He really didn't realize how she felt until she expressed it all to him. And that's the thing. I mean, if you're finding yourself where people are taking advantage of you, most times, than not. People just don't even know how they're affecting you. So by saying no and practicing that, it's really going to serve you. All right. So that's the first thing is just to say no. Second way of being naughty is be more stubborn. I know that sounds weird, but I want you to be more stubborn. Think about your group of friends. Who is it that chooses the restaurant, that chooses the movie, vacation spot? If it's not you, then you might have a problem. It's not like you don't have an opinion. It's just that you're perfectly happy just going along and doing what everyone else wants because you wouldn't want to cause a problem or make waves. This type of thinking is not good because if you have opinion, and I know you do, say it. Your friends and your dates will probably appreciate that extra input since choosing restaurants, movies, vacations are hard. This is more of a leader characteristic, and you're going to come across and feel more confident. Um, A client that I was working, just to give you an example, now she was really annoyed with her friend because 
she was single and her friend was not. And every time she would go out with her, her friend wanted just to sit in the corner and catch up and, you know, kind of sit and cackle for an hour or two. And it was fine. My client enjoyed her company. She wanted to hear how her friend is doing, but she wasn't meeting anyone that way. So I, I told her, you know, you got to speak up and let your friend know that your time is valuable. You're single and you're looking to mingle and you got to make a plan around that. So we worked on telling her friend that she wanted, you know, and she, she loved catching up with her, but that could she go to the restaurant a little bit early, catch up, but then could we sit at the bar together so that we can meet men? And she, she said it just like that. And her friend was totally open to it. Her friend had no idea that that's what she wanted. And because she wasn't single, she didn't even think about that. So it made a big difference. And the last time they went out, they actually ended up meeting a bunch of guys. So it worked. All right. So that's number two, be more stubborn. Number three, get selfish. When it comes to jobs, relationships, friendships, it's absolutely necessary that you have your own life outside of them. Nice people, and if you're that person, you tend to get like 100% absorbed in other people's things to the point where like you don't even have a life of your own. So if that is you, you got to do things that are separate from your friends, your family, and people you date. Figure out what makes you tick. Try something you never have tried before that intrigues you and don't look for others to approve that. You know, get a hobby. Make your own life a priority, even if it means working less hours, you know, seeing your best friends fewer times a week, and occasionally even canceling on them because you deserve that. When you have your own life and you have your own opinions and you say no, you are more attractive too. You appear more confident and you won't attract people that will take advantage of you. So that's number three get selfish. Number four, Add a little spontaneity, sexiness, and spice to your routine. So do you feel like it's Groundhog Day every single day doing the same humdrum thing over and over and over again? Are you like that kind of person? You're so structured. You know exactly what you're doing, how you're going to do it every single minute of the day in a month. (laughs) And if that's you, stop, break up the routine, do something that's totally spontaneously naughty. Perhaps you play hooky for work for no other reason than just to have a pamper day or jump in the car and go somewhere on a whim. Take a different route to work and see who you might meet on your new path. Get out of your friggin' black sweats and put on a sexy red dress and go to the grocery store. Oh my God. I mean, just be a little nasty. Pretend it's Halloween to see what happens. Buy sexy lingerie. Cook your next meal wearing that outfit for your man. When you do things like that, you will not only break up the monotony, and it, but you know, when you're in routine, it gets boring. And if you're finding yourself also having a negative taste in your mouth around dating, this is a perfect thing that you can do. Just getting a little naughty and adding a little spice that can actually give you energy and some positivity around it all. All right. Number five, drum roll, find your voice. You know, very few people actually enjoy fighting. So it's perfectly normal to avoid arguments and confrontation. I mean, that's not, you know, I'm not saying that enjoy fighting, that kind of thing, but being a 
total doormat because you're afraid to ruffle any feathers is not good. It may feel like the polite thing to do, but it's not a good thing to do. You know, pushovers avoid confrontation and therefore you're not able to stand up for your own needs or express your thoughts. So practice being assertive, even though the very word may make your blood run cold. I promise it's not as hard as it sounds. Being assertive doesn't require you to be mean or rude. It simply requires you to stand up for yourself. And I know, you know, this is easier said than done. This is what I work on with people. I actually have um, a lot of different role-playing exercises and formulas that I teach people so that they have a a formula and a dialogue to use it so that it doesn't sound bitchy. There's um, a woman I'm working with actually, and she's married. Um, so I know a lot of you think that I only work with singles, but I work with a lot of married people as well. Um, and she, for the first time is learning how to stand up to her husband and have a voice because she has now that she's learning to express her thoughts and feelings. She's never did this before. She's now seeing how aggravated she's getting at her husband. Like it's, it's, she's almost tuning into it more. So the other day he was like, he was watching TV and he wasn't listening to her. And she finally said something. She's like, I need, I need to talk to you. I, I feel really hurt about something and it's really important that we talk. And it was so liberating for her. It was the first time she's ever tried that. It, And he was caught off guard because he wasn't used to her like that. And it is going to take a little training. So here's the other thing about all those five things that I just talked about is that the people who like you the way you are being nice, they're not going to like you doing all these naughty things. Okay. I'm just predicting that for you. Why? Because they like you being the pushover. They like you, you know, being kind of the soft-spoken one that they can take advantage of. The people who are healthier and are good friends who are potential dates who could be in healthy relationships with you will like this side of you, will respect it because you're going to finally be more confident and get what you want. All right. So just know that when you try these things, not everyone's going to like it, but then you can also see who serves you and who doesn't. Because sometimes you got to be a little naughty and not so nice. Okay. So I want to read a letter to you um, that I just got, and it's perfect for what we're talking about. She said, hi, Kim. I'm just exhausted. And honestly, I feel like a doormat sometimes. I try to be a good person and do all of the right things, but men always seem to take advantage of me. And lately, I've been ghosted on top of that all. I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong, and I want to give up on dating. Help, nice Nancy. That's how she, that's how she signed it, nice Nancy. Okay, Nancy, I feel you. It's exhausting spending so much time and energy doing the right thing. And there is nothing wrong, hear me out, there is nothing wrong being a nice, good person. I'm going to suggest that you are showing signs you're being just way too nice and it's causing problems, probably not just in your love life, but in other areas in your life too. I'm just taking, you know, a wild guess at that. And that's why you're feeling so exhausted and drained. By the way, when you spend so much energy and time being nice, it 
absolutely drains you. And that's why socially you might be drained as well because you're doing too much listening and not enough sharing. So first off, I want to change your name. Okay. Instead of nice Nancy for now on, especially this time of year, I want you to call yourself naughty Nancy. (laughs) You are now naughty Nancy and just embrace that. I'm not sure where you got the message that being nice all the time is good, but we need to find some time, some parts of you where you are allowed to express your negative feelings, set boundaries with people, and learn to demand more for yourself. So first and foremost, I want you to practice saying no to things, things your friends want you to do, obligations you feel from your family, especially during the holidays is a perfect time to say no. Like if your family expects you to cook the whole dinner, say no. Say, actually, that's too much for me. And I would love it if you could contribute and bring the dessert. Ask for what you need. Also with dates. If you don't want to go on a date and there's, there's somebody making you go somewhere or drive an hour to meet him, don't do it. Say no. And instead, do things you want to do. Make a list of things you enjoy and desire and pick a few and just try it. Each week, do like one thing that feels good to you and practice not only doing it, but not having guilt around it. And that's crucial for people who are too nice. Nice people tend to feel a lot of guilt around doing nice things and they feel guilt. And here's the irony of it all. You probably feel guilt doing naughty things. So either way, it's like a double-edged sword. You're, You're just feeling guilty overall. So when you practice doing things that are congruent to you, authentically you, and what you want to do, that guilt will disappear, I promise. But you got to force yourself. You got to put yourself into practice. All right, number two, try doing something really kind of naughty for you. (laughs) Like if you are a heavily scheduled person, take a day to be spontaneous and go do something outrageous for you. I mean, play hooky from work or take a weekend trip, buy some sexy lingerie for yourself. For God's sakes, take a pole dancing class. I don't care what it is. Just do something that is really outside the box. Finally, do a friend assessment. And this is great that everybody can do. Make a list of friends you know, who actually show up for you and spend more time with them and really pay attention to people who give back to you, you know, but it's on you to be open to receive. You're not going to get an opportunity for people to give to you unless you ask for what you want. So express what you like and express what you don't like. So I hope that was helpful. And for you listening, you can do any of those things if you're really relating to naughty Nancy, (laughs) because sometimes you have to be a little naughty and not so nice. So I hope that was helpful listening to that. I think we rewrote the song that, uh, you know, we often think about with the whole Santa. So eat your heart out yet again. (laughs) And just practice being a little naughty this time of year. Not so nice. Thanks for joining me today. As always, this has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer. Remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, seltzerstyle.com. And if you are one of those who feel resentment and overwhelmed being too nice, then sign up for a free breakthrough call with me, which you can book right here and click on the link you see in the show description so I can help you be a little more naughty. And stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day.